Welcome to From Chaos to Peace with Connie, where I explore, often solo and sometimes with a guest, how a few minutes a day can keep the chaos away. And with chaos, I'm talking about the physical, digital, social, financial, mental, emotional and spiritual clutter that can accumulate in our life and business. My name is Connie Graf, and already as a little girl, I was aware of the effects our environment has on us. I would clear clutter and organize and reorganize environments way before anyone was talking about the life-changing magic of clearing clutter. Now I help others to move from chaos to peace, clear their clutter and get organized in a way that works for them. Well, hello, my friend. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thank you so much for allowing me back into your ears. And if this is your first time here, a very warm welcome to you. And I'm honored that you're checking out my podcast. This is episode number 151 of the From Chaos to Peace podcast, where a few minutes a day keep the chaos away and where you learn how clutter is so much more than you think and why I say that clearing your clutter is self-love. I have been at an amazing event all weekend with my coach, Brooke Castillo. I was a little bit bummed that I couldn't be there in person, which would have been even more awesome. But being part of it virtually was really awesome too. And they did such a good job to uh, make us feel part of the event, make us feel part of it, really. It, it was amazing. And the reason I'm telling you this is because the whole event was actually about how to deal with and letting go of mental clutter of limiting beliefs or negative chatter in our mind. And Brooke doesn't call it um, mental clutter. That's just what I call it. And if you listen for a while to my podcast already, you know that we all suffer from it. And that is one kind of clutter that I'm really um, struggling with sometimes, sometimes more, sometimes less. And so this event was really awesome for me. And I want to share some takeaways that I had because <laughs> even though I do this work for a long time, I had some duh moments. <laughs> and so I wanted to share those with you. Oh, and before I share that big takeaway I had on day one, I wanted to also mention that uh, it was really interesting because uh, before I went to this event, I wanted to quit something that just a few days before was a complete given in my life. But then the negative gremlins really got to me. And I didn't even clue off how deep they sucked me into their chatter. And I was l really ready to quit something, to quit something that I have been committed to for the last three years. And then luckily, I, I kind of told myself, well, I will do it next Monday quitting. And <laughs> after this event, actually already after the first day, instead of quitting, I decided to be all in again, because some stuff that Brooke said on day one, and I actually am going to share that with you now. So she's 
started by introducing us to the miserable maybe. And the miserable maybe is a place where we are when we are not making a decision, when we are sitting on the fence, so-called, instead of deciding to go all in or to not do it at all. And in the miserable maybe, we are not saying no, but we're also not saying yes. We're in this weird spot that uses a lot of energy to stay there and creates really a feeling of being stuck, a feeling of um, not making any progress at all. And um, yeah, I call it actually being wishy-washy. And I don't even know whether that is an English word. It's um, wishy-washy. We called, we say in Switzerland, somebody is wishy-washy when you never know when you when you can't trust them, when you when when they say yes and a half an hour later they say no and they're just going back and forth and yeah and so Brooke calls it the miserable maybe I call it the wishy washy place so um, so again the miserable maybe is when you are not making a decision and um, the reason why I share this with you here on on the podcast too is because. You might remember, or if, you, if you're new here, you can go back to episode 90, where I talked about how clutter is unmade decisions. So especially with physical clutter, it is literally not making a decision because you're keeping things around that you don't love and you don't use, and you're, or you're accumulating way too many things that, that you can handle or that your space can handle it, that your space has room for. And you may not be finishing things and um, you may not be fixing things. That's all clutter. And um, you clutter up your environment because you're not making decisions either to really keep these things and using them, which would involve fixing them, which would involve finding a home for them, which would involve really taking care of them or making the decision to letting them go, releasing them, clearing the clutter. Clutter is unmade decisions, but sitting in the miserable maybe is kind of the same thing where we don't make a decision and it creates a lot of mental and emotional clutter. And so Whenever we don't make a real decision, and with real, I mean a conscious decision, that we are all in on something, that we are not in the land of wishy-washy, <laughs> that is all the result of the miserable maybe that is going on in your mind. But this miserable maybe doesn't only have an effect on your physical environment, but also on your emotional, social and financial environment. We are in the land of wishy-washy, doing things and not putting all of our effort and energy into it, what we decide to do, because again, we haven't really made a decision. And so it's never, it's never with all force. We never give it our all. And so that's kind of what I noticed what have happened to me when I was ready to quit something. I was actually in the miserable maybe land. I was in the wishy-washy land. I was not really all in anymore. And that's why I got this feeling of, oh, I need to quit. And now, of course, I decided in the end to be all in. Another decision could have been to literally, okay, I'm going to quit it, which 
both takes us out of the uh, miserable maybe or in indecision, the wishy-washy place. But we do have to make a decision. If we don't, we're just staying stuck and we keep ourselves stuck. So as a little task, start noticing when you are not making a decision. Where are you avoiding making a decision? Where are you pushing the decision into the future and stay in the wishy-washy land or the miserable maybe land, how Brooke calls it? And by the way, making a decision also means every single day I have to decide on purpose what to think about myself and the goal I want to achieve. What is the best case scenario and then believing that I can do it. That is also making a decision. That is also being deliberate and getting out of the miserable maybe land, getting out of the wishy-washy land deciding what to think about myself, so not letting the gremlin run you into the miserable negative thinking hole, but deliberately thinking positive things and thinking positively and full of potential of your goal. Mm -hmm. And once we made the decision, let's say you made the decision, yes, you want to reduce clutter in your life and business, and yes, you want to get organized. Brooke says, the next step is if we want something, we need to try everything to get it. What we often do is we make a decision and say, I'm all in, then we try something, but the first thing might not work and the second thing might not work and we start giving up already instead of leaning in more. I'm for sure guilty of this. I can list a few situations in my life and business where I did this. And now looking back at it, I think if I had kept going, I probably would have figured it out by now and I would not still have this issue in my life. For you, it might be clutter. For me, it's another issue. We all all deal with this. So instead of giving up after one or two tries, decide to be all in. And instead of giving up when something doesn't work and letting all these negative thoughts creeping by beating ourselves up for not being able to do it, which is literally just perfectionism, and possibly going back on the fence, back into the maybe land, back into the wishy-washy land, we could think, oh, Okay, that clearly doesn't work. Well, let me get creative and find another way because I am all in. I will try another way and I will try another way after that. And I will try another way after that until I succeed. But what I did instead, and some of you are doing probably too, is we get so discouraged if the first or second attempt doesn't work that we give up. And we think that it is a sign that it is not meant to be, that we can't do it. But again, it's just a perfectionist in us and that gremlin that wants to pull us back onto the fence, that wants to pull us back into the wishy-washy land, that thinks if we don't find the right way in the first or maybe, maybe second attempt, he would maybe grant us a second attempt, then we're obviously flawed and all is lost. And that is not true. Instead, we need to try everything to get where we want to go. That again starts with the decision. If we made the decision properly, we're not just giving up. We are committed to figuring it out. And during the event, somebody asked, what if we don't believe in ourselves? What 
can we do then? What can we do when we don't believe in ourselves from the beginning? Or we have a few failed attempts behind us and now we're not believing anymore. What can we do then? And I really loved Brooke's answer. <laughs> it made me chuckle and it may make you chuckle too. And this is really funny. So Brooke said, belief is not something that comes flying in on a unicorn. <laughs> She says we have to generate the belief in ourselves with A, acknowledging the desire that we want something. Then B, deciding to do it, to go after it, to be all in. And then C, doing whatever it takes to get there. And that is creating the belief that we can do it. After that, she said something else that really hit me deep because... I I may have learned to not give up just after the second or, or the first or the second attempt, but I would give myself a few more attempts. But then the reason why I wanted to quit the other thing that I was talking about that I was ready to quit was because I thought, well, I gave myself enough attempts and I can't do it. So, well, might as well give up now. But Brooke says, how many chances do you want to give yourself to succeed? The correct answer is, as many as it takes. I repeat that. How many chances do you want to give yourself to succeed? As many as it takes. So this was just the biggest takeaway condensed from day one of this amazing three-day event. So here, a quick summary. If you desire to accomplish something, like, for example, getting organized and clearing your clutter in your life and business, acknowledge the desire, make a deliberate decision to go after it, to be all in, focus where you want to go and do whatever it takes. And how many chances are you giving yourself? As many as it takes. And always remember, it's a journey. There is no magic wand, even though I would like there like it to be. And there is no unicorns flying in. It is a journey. Let us be all in and making it happen. Okay, my friend, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. And please share this episode with a friend or your business bestie. Because if you find value in what I'm talking about, then they will too. Have a beautiful and amazing week. Talk to you next time. Take good care and be safe. If you enjoyed this podcast episode and you want to go on a journey from chaos to peace in your home, office and finances with me as your guide, opportunities to work with me one-on-one -on -one are available. Go to connygraf.com, C-O-N-N-Y-G-R-A-F.com to schedule your own personal Clutter to Clarity chat. And we will see if working together is a great fit. That is connygraf.com, C-O-N-N-Y-G-R-A-F.com.